Hello, welcome to the Bearded Tits podcast, hosted by me, Jack Perks. Professionally, I'm a wildlife cameraman, but I dabble in podcasting, and each Tuesday we release an episode as I have a chat with scientists, artists, filmmakers, and passionate people all about nature in a light-hearted and certainly not serious way. Hello and welcome to the Bearded Tits podcast. I'm your host, Jack Perks. And in today's episode of Jack Does Stuff, I'm talking to Janet and Sally. Sound like a double act, doesn't it? They are hedgehog rescuers based in South Lincolnshire and Nottinghamshire. And what they don't know about hedgehogs isn't worth knowing. I've known them both for a number of years now. So I popped over to Janet's house. We had a cup of tea, nice slice of cake, which was my ulterior motive because Janet does some amazing cakes. And we talk all things hedgehogs. So how they got into rescuing hedgehogs, what to do if you find an injured hedgehog, and how you can encourage them into your garden. We're going to be covering all of that today. But before that, it's that time in the podcast where I try and beg you to give me some money. So buymeacoffee.com is how I take donations for the podcast. I'm a one-man band. It's the only way that I make money from it. There's a link in the description and you can donate whatever you feel to help keep it going. We're trying to raise money for a new microphone. I think we're something like 94%, so we're nearly there. So if you've got a couple of coffers to help us reach that, you can donate in the link below. What we encourage people to do is to leave a comment, and we read that out as well in each podcast. So I'm going to read today's comments of people who have donated. I've got one donation this week, and that is from Rick Littlejohn. So thanks for donating, Rick. Much appreciated. I think it's also worth mentioning that we are well over halfway through this season. It's shot by. So I've only got eight episodes left. And then we'll be going on hiatus again. And I think probably coming back for season three closer to Christmas, which I know is the last thing you want to hear when we're in January as of recording. The reason being, I've got a very busy year. Can't really talk about what I'm working on at the moment. I might be able to reveal that in a later podcast, but I've got some very exciting projects that really I need to spend more time on. So the podcast is going to have to take a, a back burner, but the podcast will be back probably yeah closer closer to christmas but we've got about eight episodes or so yet i pretty much know what i'm doing for those eight episodes however if you want to suggest something i'm all ears so if you're like you know what jack why don't you try moth trapping or i think i know a guest who'd be really good i'm open to suggestions so do feel free to send in uh guests or topics and if i think it's worth doing i'll do it anyway let's get on to today's guests and talk all about hedgehogs here's our chat well, welcome to the Bearded Tits podcast. How are we doing? Very good, thank you. Yeah. This is your first podcast of both of you, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> do you want to say who you are and what it is you do to start with? Yeah. I'm Janet Pito and I founded Hedgehog Welfare. I actually started in 1979. And I'm Sally Key and I'm now the main carer for Hedgehog Welfare. How did you both end up looking after hedgehogs and where did it all start? I found a hedgehog, a very small hedgehog at 130 grams in November in my garden in Surrey, just underneath the flight path of Gatwick Airport. <laughs> that was 1979. Uh, <laughs> that was, yeah, quite a few years before I was, not to make you feel old, but quite a few years before I was born. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> I, I know I saw you the first time I saw you, you weren't old enough to drive. Your mum brought you over. 
Yeah, yeah, I think it might have been. Yeah, so that was yeah, because I've been coming here a few years now. We were yeah. trying to. It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, a little whippersnapper, probably a little bit less hairy and yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I was joking before we started recording. So I've only really come for Janet's cake because Janet does amazing cake and scones. So <laughs> this podcast might not even be ending. Uh, might damage it on purpose to come again to record it. Um, what, what about you, Sally? Where did it all start for you? Um, I went on a hedgehog training course oh, wow. 12 years ago that Janet ran yeah. in the local village hall and it was um, very very interesting about over 60 people attended and the speakers were two vets and Janet and people from I think it was Spike's World then and it was a full day's course I thought gosh what a lot of information <laughs> and if that's just basic hedgehog caring then there's a lot to learn there is a lot yes it's interesting isn't it because i suppose if it was like a a squirrel look you know rehabilitation course i don't know if you'd get 60 people there's something Um, about hedgehogs isn't there just they capture the imagination and everyone loves a loves a hedgehog they do yeah very popular and you're still doing it now yes (laughs) well then after that i think it was the following year janet did a fundraising event our annual fundraising event and my little dog Evie and I did a sponsored walk. And uh, well, Evie got um, sponsored because people sponsor her more than me, <laughs> and we raised the most money. So that was good. That's how it started. And then I think it was a few months later, Janet asked me if I'd like to become a carer, and I said yes. And then it's <laughs> is that is that how it works? Then you have you have to be. You have to be asked or like you can't just set it up yourself like you've got to have the training and and obviously all that sort of stuff uh that will depend because i was always there to support sally yeah I'd take the hedgehog in assess it where she's now doing that and assessing it and passing it on to other carers now yeah. um but lots of people do set up uh without any training and then they run into difficulties yeah of course um and then perhaps the rspca get involved and things like that it's best to always do a training course. Um, we keep saying we're going to do another, another big, one. Another big one. Yeah. yeah. So it's organisations like yourself that that host those. Is it normally like you would you would yeah. open that up to the public and be like, right, this is what you do. Yeah. If X Y Z. Yeah. That course was, I would say, fifty percent the general public coming, just to learn about hedgehogs in their garden. Yeah. And to know what to do and when to pick them up if they were in trouble. And the other 50% were carers because the British Hedgehog Preservation Society did a little bit on it. And But that wasn't my first course because I ran a course which was supposed to, my vet when I lived in Retford said, why don't you have half a dozen people round to, and just teach them to help you with the numbers? So I asked the British Hedgehog Preservation Society for some of their leaflets so I could do that. Um, well, 280 people applied. <laughs> How did you fit them in your living room? <laughs> well, we were very fortunate. We ran three courses, um, one a month, um, at where Steve was working, and we were living on site, which was a training course centre for engineers. So we had a nice big lounge where sort of we could hold a hundred people and of course there was the catering on site anyway oh, so, wow. 
So is it pretty difficult to learn all the bits and bobs, or is it just a case you need someone to show you the, the ropes? It is complicated, yeah. and you've got to take in consideration the law. But the one thing you need is a wonderful vet. Mm. And I have been so fortunate since I started. All the way through, I've had a vet that has supported me and has been as, as enthusiastic about hedgehogs as I am. So. Am I right in thinking if you've got a hedgehog or a, or a wild animal, you can take it to the vets and they don't charge you generally or they, they will look at it? Uh, yes, um, they can put it to sleep Okay. or they can treat it. Depends how they feel. If you're a sanctuary or somebody that's taking them in, you generally have to pay. Okay. I've always been fortunate that they've always given me very good rates. Yeah, okay. And usually medication at cost or a little bit, a tiny bit more than cost, but not as much as it would be for the general public. No. But our vets' bills are still quite high. Very high. And yeah. that's, that's where the fundraising comes in when you're trying to raise money, it's yeah. to pay for things like that. Yeah. yeah. And care equipment like cages, um, uh, we need two, at least two types of cages, one for intensive care and one for um, where they can be in a shed or outside, preferably that they can be moved from in the same cage from outside, uh, from a shed into a uh, outside. We use converted uh, bunny cages. Yeah, I suppose they're yeah. pretty much pretty much yeah. there, aren't they? Yeah. So. Where's the interest starting in hedgehogs for both? I'll, go, I'll start with Sally so that so that Jan, so that Janet, if you haven't already guessed, Janet's got a bit of a croaky throat. What, where's the interest in hedgehogs start with you then? I've been interested in wildlife in general. Yeah. All my life. So you so, live on a farm, don't you? Um, yeah, it's not a working farm, no. but yeah, more okay. like a nature reserve. Now. Okay. But I was I was born on a farm. Oh, okay. So All right, yeah, then. I've All right. always been interested in animals and I think it was just literally because I did go on that course yeah. had it been the other favourite of mine is dormice oh, <laughs> but yeah. I haven't been on a dormouse course no. but, do you get uh, them in knots though don't we yes do you get I've yes. never seen I'd love to see one I've held one have you yes went on a wildlife trust course and actually how big are they tiny are they tiny things they just fit in the palm of yeah. your hands you've got that kind of I can yeah. just picture the kind of postcard picture yeah. of one they curled up with their great, eyes shut great big eyes they've got yeah. as well that's on yeah. my to-do list for next year but, yeah. but so why hedgehogs above the rest then it's just you've always liked yeah. them or there's just something yeah. about them just yeah anything really i yeah. just love animals and okay. if i can help get a, an animal back out to the wild especially one that's now becoming endangered mm. then yeah that makes just sense. does a little bit of good what yeah. about you janet why why hedgehogs i've always loved them since an early child and it wasn't until uh, and my father actually lifted me out of my bed when I was about six years old, which my mum wasn't happy about, uh, to take me out in the garden to see some a mother with her uh, her babies. Oh wow! And we sat on the steps in the back garden and very, and the first thing I cooked for them was rice pudding, which of course was absolutely the wrong thing to give them. <laughs> Did they like it? Did they eat it? Oh, yes, they ate it uh, every day. Um, but um, sort of, as you learn, hedgehogs shouldn't have milk. Um, rice swirls up in their stomachs, so I expect all the hedgehogs I killed. Um, <laughs> we, um, people don't realise that the old-fashioned bread and milk 
and rice pudding and scones soaked in milk mm. and things like that, you shouldn't give hedgehogs. That's bad for them. That's yeah. very bad. Um, they're, they're lactose intolerant. Oh, but they, they like they like the taste of it, but it's not good for them. Yeah. Okay. And it's like me with whiskey. Any, they love anything sweet as well. Oh, uh, okay. You know, um, strawberries that uh, have gone over ripe and wet. Uh, we actually... Um, many years ago, had a little hedgehog in, and we called her Strawberry. She was found in a, a picking field, and she had bright red lips where she'd been suckling on strawberries. Really? Yes. And are they are they okay? Can they? Yeah, eat? Okay, that's okay. So that, fruit's okay for them. Yeah. Um, I would never give them much. No, in moderation. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, that's a good point. Then I suppose we could talk about. Obviously, a lot of people like to feed hedgehogs. What what should they and shouldn't they feed them then? Basically, the best thing that you can feed them on is dried kitten biscuits. Okay. Because during hot weather, they won't attract the flies. Uh, like wet food, and also wet food becomes stuck on their teeth, like um, and forms tartar. Right. And like when I go out and give talks to schools and things like that. I always say, well, hedgehogs don't have toothbrushes, so no. they can't clean their teeth properly and things like that. So, no, that makes um, sense. You have to, and they, of course, they like cats and dogs. Don't go to the vets regularly, so it's always. But when they first come in, we always try to give them something wet, uh, and we feed raw minced turkey thigh meat. Mm, okay. I understand it is as near to the taste of worm as you can. And not that we've tried it. I was going to say, yeah, how would you know? <laughs> a, a friend of mine worked in a, school, um, a university and he gave, I wanted a food that I could feed hedgehogs and he gave me, uh, the students came up with that over the course of a term. Scientifically ta- tested, oh, there I you understand. Go. I remember that <laughs> not, one. Not Christ- humanly tested. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, Christmas it, dinner. <laughs> yeah, it's great great fun just mentioning it in WI talks and things like that yeah. just before Christmas. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, they're all rubbing <laughs> their tummies. Yeah, saying, oh, oh, I don't know if I got it. <laughs> but it is the thigh meat. Um it's, I think it's the best bit anyway. <laughs> what about the, you know, you can buy hedgehog food, can't you? Is that is that a con or is it, a, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Sally's nodding sheepishly. <laughs> it's better than nothing. Yeah, okay. And it is very expensive. Yeah. So kitten food is a lot cheaper. Even supermarket zone, long as it's chicken, chicken based. And they'll quite happily eat that. Um, yes. If they've been having wet food... You should mix it. I don't mean mix it in together, but put some wet food and some dry food and gradually... To wean eat. them onto it. Yes, yeah. because they do like the wet food because it's, <laughs> it's, it's more tasty. So, um, yes, we've uh, the best thing is that. But the most important thing is water. At right. all times of the year, leave water out for them at ground level. I would say every hedgehog we have in isn't it it's dehydrated yeah, they nearly so. all need um fluids injected really? when they come in yeah so what is that because they're they're just struggling to find places to drink are they yeah yeah especially yeah. over the last summer that we've just had of course yeah um and when it is a drought 
their natural food, the earthworms and slugs, they all go down so they can't even get to them. Yeah. And the ground becomes so hard they can't even dig for them. Of course, yeah. So, yeah, no puddles. No. Can they swim? Can a hedgehog swim? Yes, yeah. they can, but they can also drown if they can't get out, like people who, who've got open swimming pools. Oh. Or if there's a pond. Yeah that's got steep sides and they can't climb out they'll swim round and round and then get exhausted and drown so they've got to be able to get out so always have a, a slope ramp yeah. or something okay or that makes shrubbery sense. or that they can cling to to get out yeah but a pond's going to be a good source of water yes, for them i suppose yeah. isn't it? Or, just have a shallow end yeah is perfect little dishes of water yeah. and, and whatnot yeah okay. well, i don't really thought about plant that, pot that. sources are ideal yeah that makes sense they're yeah. shallow you know and quite you can get those in various sizes yeah, that makes a, a lot of sense. Those. So if people do find a, a sick or injured hedgehog, or they suspect it's sick and injured, what's the first steps and what should they do? Well, if it's our, uh, in our area, okay, yeah, which is just south of Retford, down to sort of just the other side of Grantham, Leaford, Bingham, really, Bingham, yes, that's about our area. Yeah, um, they can ring us on oh seven nine four oh. 714830. I'll put um, a link to it in the description so people yeah, can yeah. get all that info. Uh, and the um, other thing is, if not, they can ring the RSPCA or they can go on to um, various websites, um, Brit uh, British Wildlife Rehabilitation Council have a list of rehabilitators of not just hedgehogs, but, but all wildlife. Yeah. So, um, and that's easy to find, so. And I suppose, is it a case of recognising the signs? Because just because you see a hedgehog doesn't necessarily mean there's anything wrong with it. So what should people be looking for? If, like, what what's the sort of signs thing? oh, that maybe there is something wrong with it? Um, if it's out during the day. Oh, okay. They, if it's um, looking and searching for food, it may be a mother that's got babies so just watch it mm. because she may have just come out for a bit of food before going back to the babies but if the hedgehog is curled up outside in daylight not moving and it hasn't moved say within half an hour then that's an indication that there is probably something wrong yeah and particularly like in the summertime you'll often get flies going around it oh, and okay. that is crucial because they'll lay the eggs on them and then they hatch into maggots quite quickly. So, yeah, if there's flies around the hedgehog, I would say get it in. Something's it wrong. In. There's yeah. some, yeah. some sort of... And the other one is um, dehydrated hedgehogs. They'll be staggering around almost as if they're drunk. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, that's another indicator. And then, I'd like you say, bring someone like yourself to yeah. try and come in and, and sort yeah. it out. So you, you mentioned, Janet, you've been doing this since late 70s have you noticed i mean we know there's been a decline in hedgehogs but have you noticed that kind of since then have you are you getting less or are you getting more of them even because uh, of we're getting more calls yeah whether or not that's because we're more no well known yeah 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 um during the summer i can have up to 50 calls a day really well wow. yeah but not all for our area no, no and no. not all the hedgehogs need to come in no um but a lot of people are concerned about the hedgehogs and there's a lot of publicity and we always notice if there's been something um say on spring watch or um you get a surge of calls after yeah, yeah um because of the, the various hedgehogs um but no 
um, we I have seen a decline. And the other thing I've seen a decline in is hedgehog fleas. All right. When I first came, uh, was doing it, the hedgehogs would be absolutely covered in fleas, every single one. And they would go all over your hand and oh, up your no. arm. And I always used to sort of... Do they bite people or not? No, because if they bite them, they die. Oh. They're a host-specific flea. Oh, okay. And they're about twice the size of a cat flea. Oh, so pretty chunky. chunky yeah, yeah. yeah. They're more noticeable. Mm. And you and they don't sleep, live in the carpets and things like that. So they're really quite a nice flea. <laughs> as far as fleas go. Uh, yeah, yeah. And if, like, dogs get hedgehog fleas because they've gone up and sniffed at yeah. it, you don't have to bath them or anything no, like that. No, they'll die. They'll, they'll die, off die okay. anyway. Okay. Um, or jump off. Yeah. Because they're looking. They, they want a hedgehog. They want a hedgehog. Yes. But uh, now, when we get them, we get a few in with lots of hedgehogs. But that's usually because they're very poorly. Um, but it gets to a, a certain state when they're really poorly, and they've all gone. Because they're wanting a, a they live need to jump, animal. They need to jump ship, yeah. Yeah, because the animal is dying. So really, we need a, a hedgehog flea preservation society, don't we? To help, <laughs> the, to help the hedgehog flea as well. That's the yes. next, that's the next um, one. But <laughs> um, one thing I would like to say is never spray a hedgehog with normal flea sprays. Um, we have pyrethium-based ones. Okay. Uh, and we have to be very careful and not to shut them in once it's done and the hedgehogs are, uh, the fleas are jumping off the hedgehogs. Okay. Um, because if you shut them in, they've, it affects their breathing and it can kill them. Oh, okay. Um, a lot of flea sprays have got some very nasty stuff in yeah. and will kill a hedgehog almost instantly. Right. So the best thing to do is just leave it to the experts, basically. Don't, yeah, don't, don't do anything. No. And if you're really worried about it, the best thing is actually just to bath them in warm water. Um, uh, and that they will all float off. Then. Yeah, okay. But then you've got the problem of trying to dry the hedgehog and <laughs> things like that. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Uh, it's not a normal. It's not a normal thing no. to do, is it? Drying no. a hedgehog. <laughs> no, and the, and they do roll up. So the best thing is just to, if they have a lot of fleas, and they're injured, if they've got a lot of fleas and they're out in the garden, just leave them alone. Yeah. You know, it might parasites be, just part of nature, aren't they? Everything's yeah, going to have a little. They're just part of it, and yeah. that's the same as ticks. If they've got like half a dozen ticks on them, that's most probably because they've been in a nest. For especially babies, mm. if they move nests every two to three days, so they don't get a build up of parasites. Right. But like, if you've got um, hoglets together, that's baby hedgehogs. Um, if you've got four or five of them together, snuggled up, they stay in the nest. And if it's very cold, they will stay there longer than what they should. And they then they will start wandering, and then you'll find people are picking up they're covered in fleas and ticks yeah and there's nothing really wrong with them but no, they do no, no, come no. in but you know it just doesn't look nice but it's not really causing them any major no major but issue. if they have more than i would say yeah because sometimes you 
had hedgehogs in and they'll have over a hundred ticks on them really then you know the hedgehogs really poorly i suppose for a small animal as well that's a it doesn't seem like a lot but that'll be a lot of blood yeah coming off yeah. it won't it like yeah. built feeding yes. on that so right. it's not um it's not great so once you've rehabilitated these hedgehogs then what happens then with them? You release them back where they were found, or, or does it? Is there a case yeah. we have to put them elsewhere sometime? No, no. We try and release them where they've come from. Yeah. Because they know that area. They they'll know where the best food and the best nest sites are. Sometimes we can't. Like they might have been picked up in the middle of a road or right. a car park or something, and then we will rehome them to somewhere more suitable. Okay. But we don't just put them out in a field or anything. We always release where we know somebody will put food and water out for them. Yeah, because I suppose it's yeah it's tempting to to you know someone might see one in the road and then just chuck it elsewhere. But like you say, it's going to have its its little routine and yes. its places to go. And if you're just putting it somewhere completely new, you're it's probably doing more damage than you realise, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. So that makes um, that makes more sense. Um, what sort of place do they like to hibernate in? If someone wants to encourage hedgehogs or or give them somewhere to to kit, what are they looking for? Um, more natural sites rather than artificial sites. Yeah, I'll come on to those in a second. Yes, but hedgehog houses have their place and they're lovely. Okay. But if you can make a natural nest for them, so a quiet place of the garden, have yeah. long grass, log piles, or get the kids to make some log pile houses for them. Mm. If you sweep your leaves up and things, don't put them in the bin, make a heap. Compost yeah, heaps? yeah, compost heaps are a favourite. Yeah, and I suppose you have to be careful they, if you're going to use yeah, compost they heap. They are also a favourite place for mums to have their babies in because um, it's warm, isn't it? In yeah. the middle of a compost heap. Yes, of course. And we've had several nests disturbed when people come to put the compost on the garden. Yeah, and they dig Fling up the a hedgehog nest. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you do need to be careful with your compost heaps. <laughs> and the other one is bonfires yes of course yeah yeah don't build a bonfire days and days before you're going to light it literally or move it and make a fresh pile before you then you you know you know 100 percent then don't you that there's nothing in there that's going to get get burnt don't you that makes uh makes sense so you you mentioned then about the artificial one so is that a bit like hedgehog food better than nothing but not it depends on the type okay Plastic ones are a definite no-no. Why, why is that? Why because they, that? they can condense inside, then it freezes. Ah, uh, okay. And it doesn't provide as much insulation as that like makes... something made from wood. Okay, that makes sense. So, yeah. So if you're so... going to get one, a wooden one's best ideally. Yes, yeah. yeah. Would you put stuff in it or would you let them do it themselves? Um, you can put a bit of newspaper in the bottom or okay. some dried leaves or shredded paper. Yeah, or put a pile of leaves nearby so the hedgehog can take the bedding in itself. Yeah. Because when they make their nest, they wrap themselves round and round and round in a really tight ball when they're hibernating. And if you dist- if you if you were to undo that, you can never wrap the hedgehog up. You can't as put well. it back. No. Yeah, that makes sense. No. So or shredded newspaper or hay. Okay, That's yep. good, but not straw because straw harbors fleas because it's hollow. Ah, uh, okay. So, that yeah. makes sense. Also has in it um, some fungus, and if their urine hits the fungus, 
it gives off a gas and it gives them inhalation pneumonia. Oh, really? Mm. So something as innocent as, oh, put some straw in to help yeah. them is actually really... Yeah. I'm noticing... It better. Or st- leaves, obviously, because that's more natural for them. Nice like, big leaves. Yeah. It seems to be a recurring theme with hedgehogs, that there's a lot of these things where you're almost killing them with kindness. Like there's things that people are yes. trying to help them, but yes. they don't realise that actually, you know, yeah. don't give them milk and cookies or yeah. don't, give them, don't <laughs> give them that. Before we go then, I'll just touch on a couple other bits. If people want to kind of encourage and help hedgehogs in their gardens, what, what can they do? Oh, there's lots of things yeah. to do. <laughs> nice, easy, short subject when Nice, easy things to do. Mm. Right. Long grass. Leave a pat, you know, an area of undisturbed garden mm. in a quiet place at the bottom of your garden where people don't go. We've mentioned piles of logs. Um, not only for housing, but dead wood will have insects and things in it, beetles, which is natural food for the hedgehogs. So I suppose it's great to feed them, but what you really want to do is... is encourage the natural food. You got so it, yeah. herbaceous borders, I'm all for that. And as for artificial grass, that one's banning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hung, drawn and quartered if yes, you've got artificial yes. grass, yeah. So lots of soil, because obviously, you know, veg patches, they, that's where the worms are going to be and the yeah. caterpillars that they eat as well. Um, access to water. So yeah. a little pond, if possible, make sure it's got a ramp so they can get in and out. Mm. If not, two or three dishes of water. Um, hedgehog biscuits late at night. Scatter them rather than putting it in a dish. Because if you've got it in a dish, your local cat might come around and I eat it. I was going to say, how do you stop? I won't, yeah. I've mentioned cats previously on this podcast, so everyone will know my feelings on them. But, yeah. but how, how do you stop cats scoffing all your hedgehog food? Yeah. So it's best to get a handful of biscuits okay. and throw them in the shrubbery. Oh, okay. Because the hedgehog will go around, sniffing them out, eating a bit, wandering off, yeah. eating a bit more. Okay. Or the other solution is get a, a drain pipe about 18 inches long. Oh, okay. That a he- um put the food in that so the hedgehog can go down but a cat can't reach it that makes sense yeah and hedgehog welfare do sometimes have pieces of drain pipe that we sell and we do sell those at some of our events yeah that's a good idea so yeah yeah. oh there is hedgehog street do this lovely leaflet okay on how to encourage hedgehogs into your garden. Oh, and another thing to avoid is netting. Garden netting. We've had two or three hedgehogs recently that have been trapped and caught in netting. Right. So... That what, as in, like, you'd put over your plants or your pond or something like that? Yes, yeah. Or the other one, not in your garden, but um, playing fields, cricket netting and football netting we've had some tangled up oh, you wouldn't you think that'd be too big wouldn't you yeah, no, they, can, they can get stuck in it oh, right. so all it takes is at the end of the match get somebody just to roll the netting up yeah that makes or sense. two pigs yeah, yeah. Just peg it up that makes sense just peg it up. um what else have i missed anything out no um, avoid litter yeah as well um plastic tops off cans of drink Hedgehogs can get stuck in that and can't yeah. get out. I suppose the thing more people are doing now is the whole uh, hole in fence as well, isn't there? Yes, the connectivity mm. between gardens is really, really important. So, um, I despair when you see some of these new builds and they're sort of just uh, like row after row yeah. of Lego houses and then these little gardens that are just sort of yeah. 
impenetrable, won't yeah, they? Yeah, that's right. Mm. And all it needs is a hole in the hedge, sort of six inch square. Yeah. Or underneath the fence or something. Um, yeah, it doesn't need to be. Yeah, people are worried to... about it looking bad or whatever. You could just no. put, you could even put a bush or something in yeah, front of you. Yeah, a plant pot or plant, something yeah. like that. And in fact, recently there's, um, I think it was it Dale Dale Road in Keyworth had been voted the best hedgehog street in Nottinghamshire. Oh, what an honour. Yeah, because all the neighbours had got together and they've all got their gardens linking up and they put food and water out for all the hedgehogs. Oh, brilliant. And lots of trail cams so they can record. So they know that they are doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is lots that can be done. That's an interesting point, isn't it? Because I suppose you could have the best hedgehog garden in the world, but if if you've just got your one little oasis... Yeah, it's it's not not enough and they won't come. You need to have the connectivity, don't you? I think you can even buy fencing panels now, can't that have a pre-made... Yes, it's not well publicised, but you can already buy those. Yeah, Yeah. so there are are options, basically, aren't there? Yes. There was a campaign, wasn't there, to see if all new builds... Um, they would have to, but they, it wasn't successful. No. But they oh. are going to try again. Um, that every new house has to have a yeah. connectivity hole. I mean, it's so easy and so yeah. cheap to do. It doesn't cost anything. Yeah, it's not a big, and yeah. it's a bit greener. It helps yeah. everything move around. And yeah. the other thing I'm really keen on is for people to get the children involved. Yeah. Get the children making hedgehog houses and putting little sand traps out or ink traps so they yeah. can see if well, the trail course, cam trail cams yeah, are great trail fun cams, yeah you know. but they are expensive but yeah I suppose, if you yeah. just put play, a bit of play sand or just yeah. ordinary sand and make it absolutely smooth mm. um then if a hedgehog walks across yeah but you might see. get a cat paw or you might get a rat you paw could get you anything. can get yeah. get them to identify the uh footprints yeah but if you um you can put like some white paper um, on the ground, sort of in front of like a, an ink pad, and then you get a, a, a footprint that way as well. I did put a trail cam in my front garden for hedgehogs, but I just ended up with hours of just everyone's moggy. I, yes. I knew everyone's cat on the street pretty well by the end of that. Uh, but we, I was saying to Sally before we started recording, I have got hedgehogs in my front garden. Do occasionally see. I've got a little house and. Um, I've got a me- I've took the lawn up. I've got a meadow, so mm. in the summer that's all big high full of um, flowers and whatnot and little ponds. So it's kind of <laughs> hopefully good for them. I haven't seen one actually in my garden yet, but I've seen one very close to my garden. So I'm sure they're yes. going in it, but yes. hopefully, hopefully they are. Um, look, for, look for the poo. <laughs> what's a head? Well, well, f- we'll finish on that. What does a hedgehog poo look like? Uh, it looks a bit like a black slug. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Um, that's the easiest way, I think, to describe it. They always say a perfect hedgehog poo, you should be able to pick it up with your fingers, squeeze it, okay, uh, and put it down again, and there should be no marks on your fingers. Lovely. You don't very often get them like Lovely. that. Lovely. Well, I'll, um, yeah. no. I'll, I'll, I'll look forward to doing that. That'll be great. <laughs> One other thing, Jack, that we need to mention yep. is people that use strimmers. Yes, they yeah, yeah. Trim yeah. the long grass. Well, long grass is a favourite place for hedgehogs to sleep, and we do get quite a lot that have been injured with strimmers. And unfortunately, I would say ninety-nine percent of them have to be put to sleep. Oh, really? It's that high? Yeah. So what? What's the alternative? Someone wants to cut their grass, but they well, want to be check, kind. To... Just check it just first. Have a look. Just go through it very yeah. quickly. It'll only take a minute just yeah. to check your grass before you. Um, yeah, yeah. And if, if it's like a hard lump, 
that could be a hedgehog. That could be a hedgehog, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Don't yeah. want to hurt them. Um, well, look, it's always a pleasure to, to waffle about animals and hedgehogs in particular and I've, I've managed to get my cake out of you Janet so I'm pleased I'm pleased with that if people want to get in touch then so the best thing is is the number you mentioned or the website um we don't have a website no okay um or my email yeah. um which is janet hedgehog 49 at com. is that where is that donations as well if someone wants to help you you know um, give you, and then that, chuck you some can, coffers uh, they can um, what they can do is uh, uh, tell me how they can I will tell them by post or how they can make okay. a donation I'll put, I'll, I say I'll put links to all that and we are a registered charity now as well yeah I, I remember so, you yes. talking about that so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that's good yeah. yeah no I think it's brilliant what you both do you're obviously so dedicated and pour a lot of your time and effort into it so yeah, it's, it's taken over our lives a bit <laughs> <laughs> well, well look thanks for letting me have a chat and coming on the show thank you very thank much you. I think it's absolutely brilliant what they both do to, to pretty much dedicate their lives I mean we joke about it in the podcast but they literally spend so much of their time to look after hedgehogs and to do that for wild animals is an incredible incredible thing to do in the description if you want to help them out I have put their details, so if you want to send them some donations or perhaps you live in the East Midlands and you've got an injured hedgehog and you want to get in touch with them, then the details are below. Now, if you want to keep up to date with the podcast on social media, we are on Twitter, at TitBearded, and Facebook, we are the Bearded Tits Podcast. Over on Instagram, you can follow me at, at @fishtwitcher. On Twitter, it's at JackPerksPhoto, and on Facebook, JackPerksWildlifeMedia. Now, next week, we've got Peter Cairns on the podcast, and we're going to be talking about lynx reintroduction. So some of you may remember, if you're regular listeners, that I went up to Scotland a few weeks ago to try and film Spawning Salmon, which I did. And while I was up there, I headed over to Pete's house, who lives in the Cairngorms, and we had crested tits flitting around us, and we talked about the reintroduction of lynx, which is a very exciting topic. And we talk a little bit about the feasibility of it. Is it possible? When could it happen? Uh, what are the pros? What are the cons? It was a really interesting chat. Got a lot of time for Pete. He's a fantastic photographer as well. Now, I mentioned as well about doing a Q&A. I don't think I've got enough Q&As to do an entire episode. So what I'll also do is at the end of the podcast with Pete, I'll put all the questions that people have asked me. Unless I get a, fl- a flurry of questions in the next week, I'm just going to tag them onto the end of next week's episode. This has been the Bearded Tits Podcast. I've been your host, Jack Perks. And I'll see you next Tuesday. Cheers.